Welcome to Invisible Not Broken, the Chronic Illness Podcast Network. The new Invisible Not Broken podcast features roundtable discussions and candid conversations between the hosts of all the podcasts within our network. I'm Monica from Explicitly Sick. I'm Eva from Human Care. I'm Jason from Discomfort Zone. I'm Dr. Lee from Sex and Chronic Illness. You can find all of our shows on your favorite podcast player or on InvisibleNotBroken.com. So how are you doing with like, as we have friends who are uh, what they call Trump orphans, where they're um, they're gay and their families were like, uh, yeah, we accept you being gay, but we're still going to vote for people who might disavow your marriage and make that irrelevant so they don't talk to their family members anymore. How have you dealt with? That's a good question. Well, the thing is, is that to be quite honest, I don't really talk to a lot of my family. It, I, it, it's very much at bay. I mean, that's what social media is great for is that we just check in every once in a while. There's the happy Thanksgivings, the happy birthdays, Merry Christmas. How are you? Um, I did put something up the other day or today on Facebook, just saying, finally, where, you know, Biden is starting to finally start some transition work. And one of my family members were like, yeah, it's going to be really positive. Ha ha ha. And so I just deleted the comment. I love the delete button on Facebook. It's fabulous. <laughs> it really is. Like, I mean, you know, I just, it's like delete, you know, I don't want to even, you know, but, I, but these are the things that can happen if you're going to post it. Right. I mean, your things can get started up, but you know, if you don't like a comment that someone puts on there, you can easily delete it. And sometimes that's nice. It's a nice feature to that's be able to have one. that. And block, even, yeah. oh, there you are, yeah. <laughs> block, hide, all those things. You can hide people, you can you can block them, yeah. um, un unfriend them. <laughs> I've done that. that much, I've done that with family. I did it with one of my closest friends that I grew up with, and actually because of that, we stopped being friends, but it like it started in a bit of a tiff, and he's like, you know, it's freedom of speech, and I was like, yes. However, yes. yeah. this is just detrimental to me and others around without any support in any other direction. It's like, I don't mind critique. I, in fact, I, I kind of love critique, but criticism for the sake of criticism or just putting something down for the sake of putting them down, I'm not okay with that. And uh, so, yeah, a little fire. Freedom of speech down. is not freedom of consequence. Exactly, thank mm -hmm. you. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and with criticism, all the yeah, and criticism happens, right? It's nice when you can have criticism, but that's so different from then I put down. Yeah, it was like a, put it down, put, sure. put it down sort of thing. Yeah. Um, invalidating my opinion. Let's put it that. And I was like, there you yeah, go. Yeah. You can take it or leave it. But I have an opinion. <laughs> but I have an opinion. You can't just tell me. I don't know. I mean, I'm all up for the debate. I, I, now, this was like five years ago, so I actually can't remember exactly what it was. I just knew that it was totally uncalled for rather than a debate. And so I was like, nah, <laughs> not I, I'll debate anything except for someone's ability to exist with dignity. The second that someone invalidates the right for someone to exist with mm -hmm. dignity, I, I can't, I, there's no discussion left. Like I can't. I can't do that. That's yeah. That's usually why I block or or um, unfriend. I'll I'll have a chat about anything, but the second someone decides that someone does not deserve the right to live right. or live with dignity, um, there's mm -hmm. nothing left I have to say. There's not enough common ground for a discussion then, because that's just like baseline for me. Like the baseline should always be that everyone should have 
a life that is worth living and living with dignity. And if you can't meet me at that as our baseline, I don't know where to go. <laughs> like, I'm not going to debate with you that you should treat others like you would want to be treated. You should have learned that a long, long ass time ago. I'm not going to be the one to be able to teach that to you. Right. Because everyone has their value system, what they believe, what they do. Values change over time. But again, when it goes to like invalidating someone and putting somebody down with those views, and there's this idea of having to be right, it's just, I don't know, it's, it, it gets a little sticky then. And it's so bad now because it's so divided the way it is um, since I've been alive in this world. And so that's terrifying. You know, there was the big mega um, rally two weeks ago in DC and it turned violent in the evening and it was um, very scary. Another reason why I'm glad I no longer live there um, and did not want to be around that. But it's, it's jarring the fact that 71 million people voted for him. <laughs> it just says it's alarming. That's the part that's alarming to me. Yeah. Um, so, right. No, I hear that. Like one of the things that always confuses me is how people can like they don't understand something like they don't understand trans or they don't understand someone else's religion or they don't understand like poly or asexual or they don't understand a lot of things. And then like, okay, cool. There's a lot I don't understand either, but I can still start with compassion and start with, you should have a wonderful, happy life. I don't have to understand it, but exactly. I really want the best for you as a human. Right. And like, I don't get yeah. why that's not the default. Like Stu and I watch um, Queer Eye. It's one of my favorite shows. It is not without problematic. It does have some problematic <laughs> moments, but it always starts from this place of like, we want the best for you. And like the people who would be like, oh gosh, I'm kind of worried about how this is going to go are like, no, we believe that you're a human here and that we're a human here and we love you because you're here. And it's like, oh my God, we're like openly weeping last night during one of the episodes. Apparently <laughs> like, that happens a lot when you watch that show. Not you as in. No, it, I, I cry all the time at Queer Eye. Like I swear to you, it like clears <laughs> out my tear ducts watching that show. And I, there's not times where I'm not yelling at the screen. Believe me, like I have lots of issues with stuff they do or say, but like it's mm -hmm. always meant from compassion and love. And I, I really appreciate that. Monica, you mentioned earlier the, uh, what I th some people apparently call the golden rule, like treat people as you'd want to be treated. The other day, someone said that they preferred what they called the diamond rule, which is treat people as they would want to be treated. And I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No. I mean, after we talked about the whole BDSM thing, I don't know if I want to treat people how they want to be treated. <laughs> I don't know if I have the emotional or the physical range for that. <laughs> I didn't, maybe not all context. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to throw that back to. <laughs> there was no um, way I was not picking that joke up. It was right there. It was really pretty. I couldn't. I couldn't leave it. <laughs> yes, it's a beautiful sentiment. But yeah, I was. I was just a big. No, fan. that's a good point. I because there's a lot of like people who have a lot of self hatred, and that, I, that's where a lot of the cruelty comes from is not being okay with yourself or your, mm -hmm. where you're at. And you're right. Mm -hmm. Like the diamond rule is probably better. Yeah, because it, I, I, it also came into play, maybe it was because I was talking to someone about love languages, you know, the, mm. the five love languages. It's like how someone wants to be, how someone wants to receive love and how someone gives love. Uh, just to note what they are, it's like gifts is one, uh, words of affirmation is two, 
three, quality time. Four is acts of service. And five is, oh. You should ask Dr. Phil. He had a what? great post on that. <laughs> Did you see that? Oh, hell yes, I saw that. Anyway. Eva, did you see Dr. Phil's post on the I love didn't. languages? Do I want um, to? Yeah, you have to go and look at it. Yeah, okay. it's good. Well, I, I will look at that. Don't um, look at it around parents or aunties or great grandparents. Look like, at it. It's your on your own time. No definitely on your time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Well, anyway, I, I love It's the sexy five love languages. It's the sexy uh, love languages. You know, like gift giving as like a new whip or, you know, I'm not going to say here. have a vibrator. <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah. Hey, those things are expensive. Like, They're very expensive, especially I the Hitachi wand. The one I would the not wand. mind if that was a gift. That, that They are a fabulous gift to give. They're amazing gifts. They are I, not I, cheap. Oh my God. I, did. I gifted my friend uh, who just got married for her like wedding night. Oh, that's a great gift. She'll need that for far further into that marriage than just the wedding night. That's okay, a, that's a gift that keeps giving. I left it on their bed like they had an air. Oh, good. Oh, that's a great gift. Oh, and a feather. Like oh, a feathers feather. are fun to tease. Yeah, to tickle and tease. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah, they're I great. She's one of my best friends in the whole world. But we don't actually talk about our sex lives that much. It's just something that her and I, for some reason, don't talk about. And so I gave the, I left these on her bed and I said, I don't really know how you feel about this, but enjoy. <laughs> Feathers are great to use for altered genital sensation when you need to like find other sensations on your body where you don't feel it in other parts. They're great. There's so many erogenous zones to really experiment with. So Happy feather. And this is how you survive a stressful Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. Absolutely. Always go to the sex. Sometimes it's good because we are talking about survival tips. So that's Absolutely. a good one. Yeah, this, is, this one. is how you survive your Thanksgiving dinner after all the stress. I Vibrators want, I want and to feathers. I go back to the love language thing just for a second so I can finish my thought. It's not so much about love languages. But anyway, um, the whole point of the love language thing, even taking off and being famous and whatnot, is it's really very simply about the concept of, it's not about what you want or how you want things done. It's about what your partner actually wants. So mm -hmm. if saying I love you all the time doesn't actually resonate or mean that much to your partner, but, uh, and they're looking for more physical touch, it's like, then that's what they expect and that's how they're going to receive love. So when it came to the golden rule and the diamond rule comparison, I was like, this makes so much more sense. So it's like, oh, I want to be treated in this way. I really want to be treated like the love languages, like I'm a queen, let's say. Like that's, if you treat me like I'm a queen. Sorry. Then there you go, you're set. Then I'm set, right? <laughs> I don't know why that's the example that came up. But well, I don't know either, Eva. What, what would you why like do I that, want to be treated like a queen? I don't know. Why do you say that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but what's a better example whatever I oh no that's a good one just go with that. stick with that I want to be treated like a queen that's how I want to be treated but someone else they don't want to be treated like they're a queen or a king they want to be treated like they're super humble and want to be noted as that it's like they're more mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. you know their their wonderfulness is a little more under the radar so they might not want some some flashy appreciation or giving them things it's like that's not how they want to be treated and so you should treat someone the way they want to be treated, not the way you want to be treated. Anyway. I do love that we have a whole talk on how to survive the holidays. So we'll have to have an explicit warning. <laughs> <laughs> this really just entertains Seriously, me. Seriously, yeah, no. 
This isn't it like really the is a, show, like it, no yeah God. yeah but it really is about like what your partner wants you know like you may have your own love language but they may have one that they would like for you to experiment more with right and so there's that partner adaptability that has to come into place which i think can be a challenge and that's why a lot of times most couples show up in my office because they've got this mismatched yeah thing going on whether it's with the love languages or it's with sexual desire too yeah and so being able to a hard one that's a it's a big hard one and <laughs> we I talk a lot about <laughs> I'm 12 what can I say it's big and it's really hard and <laughs> you know really difficult to get your your brain and mouth around yeah yeah got it very yeah, much it's hard so. to like yeah spit yeah. that out yeah yeah you got to get those juices flowing with that lube to get it going <laughs> You know, I think that's <laughs> really, that is, like, like really <laughs> important to do that. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, our listeners are going to love this. They're yeah, going to love this. Whip it into shape, table. my friend. Whip it into shape. Yeah, yeah. whip it. Yeah. Whip it real good. You know, for all of you boomers. <laughs> and sometimes it waxes and wanes. It goes down. You just got to get it back up again. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Were we talking <laughs> about Thanksgiving? Because <laughs> I feel like that turkey has flown. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. we've gone from like a, a like election talk and compassion for human rights and love languages and sex yeah did this you is... ever hear uh, lee and i have our our own like just one-on-one -on -one talks did you ever hear our episodes entertaining to say the least <laughs> you're moderating right now this is this is us on good behavior very <laughs> entertaining like, our our conversations mom. have been very entertaining yeah. to each other, you're the, you're the mitigating factor here so well, yeah. we can still tie this all into surviving the holidays. Hell, like, I am sure we can tie this. Yes, yes, we absolutely can. I mean, we can bondage this right on up. Absolutely, and and get we can out put a ball gag toys. on it. Ball gags are great. You know, <laughs> they're wonderful. It takes you out of your comfort zone. Every every per person in their sexual relationship, they have their strengths, <laughs> and they and they have their stretches. And some of their stretches are. To really try different oh sexual God, I things. Have a dislocated rib. This is so bad. I don't want to stop. Hashtag EDS problems. Jesus. Right. EDS issues. Okay, yes. I'm going. I'm going to do a quick turnaround to something serious because I just had to deal with massive family stuff, and I don't even have mm -hmm. to see this person for the holidays. But I know there's going to be a lot of people who have to deal with this issue, which is the helpful relative. So I had a helpful relative who meant well. Always means well. Like super compassionate lovely and wants me to get better knows for a fact that she will eventually uncover something that will make me better and i have to justify why i won't try it um this newest one was eating an all-meat diet because there is some sort of doctor out there um and i would like to remind everyone that we, we got actual evidence in the white house that brain surgeons not necessarily smart doctor does not necessarily mean brilliant <laughs> let's just let that go um that title does just meant that you got through medical school somehow congratulations but it does not mean that you know everything about everything um and doctor does not necessarily mean you know about eds or you know like you could be a podiatrist and a doctor and you should not be delivering a baby like let's just you know end that idea but this person is a doctor of something i couldn't find out what she was a doctor of but she's gotten kind of popular on youtube because she eats an all meat diet and she's cured her EDS that way. And I'm going to put this all in quotations because I know that science has not found a way to make 
connective tissue work and certainly not just by eating lots of meat. Uh, but I had to deal with lovely, wonderful person who really pushed this. Like I should try mm. this. And I'm like, first off, I don't see this going well. Like removing vegetables, removing carbohydrates, removing fruit from my diet to just like chase down like small fluffy creatures. <laughs> I just, I don't see this as, as you know, not this movie I was looking for. Um, the carnivore diet is what it's called. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. I, I was going for, for yeah. I, I like to rename things, but yeah, this <laughs> carnivore diet. Um, but that's what I had to deal with. And I, I very, as gently as I could just explain that this is just not something I'm going to do or it's going to happen. So I need that to stop. But how are, what's your advice or how are you guys dealing with like, you should try this new diet. Have you thought about the guzzling coconut oil? Have you decided this $500 thing I'm selling that cures everything? I mean, I would deal with it generally speaking the same way I do with anything I disagree with, which is I appreciate your care in wanting to, to inform me of this or give me this or anything like that. And I will do my part by maybe doing some due diligence or thinking about it, looking into it, whatever. Uh, but if, if, if it's not something I'm interested in, don't want to buy or even don't accept as a gift, I don't know how that works. Uh, like don't take it personally. I agree with that. I think I think it's a, well, what you just said, Eva, that you're you're validating your family members' feelings. You're saying thank you for for your advice or thank you for your recommendation. So you're not discounting it, but then it's setting a boundary. And boundaries are a little bit more flexible than rules. When you think of rules, they're just so strict. But a boundary is like thank you for your recommendation. However, I'm I've got my own things that I am doing. You know. Um, and I think that can be very helpful because you are acknowledging a feeling that someone has, but I think it does become an issue if they keep pushing it though. If they keep pushing it on you, it becomes a problem because you know your body better than anybody else and you know it's gonna work for you. The thing that's so crazy is that there's so many diets out there. So many. It's like so many, it's like, okay, there's this, there's that. And then you just get so overwhelmed. Like I'm not gonna try any of this. The thing that's helped me is like an anti-inflammatory diet for my joint pain like that's helped me but that's me though where someone else may have Lyme and it doesn't help them you know I mean sourdough bread and chocolate works really well for me <laughs> sounds yummy actually so I actually uh just interviewed last week a specialist on intuitive eating which is a subject I'm very interested in that dropped today which is Tuesday oh. and we're not publishing this today but whatever uh and I wanted to bring her on uh partly on a chronic illness related podcast because it intuitive eating is also sort of synonymous with being in tune with your body. So like people with conditions, sometimes we have to be on very specific diets, especially people with gut health issues. Mm -hmm. I have mast cell and I had to be going on an elimination diet to figure out what the fuck is wrong and like hurting me. Right. Uh, but at the end of the day, whether that be something that where there is a very specific diet involved, if you even want to call it that, ultimately it's really just listening to your body. With hunger, it's like, sorry, with intuitive eating, generally speaking, there are like a bunch of different guidelines. One being like, listen to your hunger, your fullness, and like what your body's actually telling you. Um, and then eating things generally speak that, actually I have the, I have notes on it somewhere. But anyway, the whole point about it is to listen to your body and to your mind. And so, 
when it comes to diets in general, which intuitive eating totally disregards or like diets are a problem. It's good with chronic illness because yes, there might be guidelines, boundaries, let's say on what is good or not good, or I shouldn't say good or not good. It's more like what can have a negative impact on your chronic illness versus a positive or neutral one, right? Rather than the good, bad sort of department. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, I think I'm rambling a bit, but uh, I just, I've, I've thought a lot about diets ever since we had that conversation and how ultimately, whether it is something that is fine-tuned by a professional or just by yourself, that listening to your body and what it needs and wants is the most important thing. Frankly, that's what I did with mast cell stuff, which is working out better for me now. Uh, the elimination diet did not work for me at all. I went a little crazy. It was bad, it was bad news. Um, Cause like when I was at that friend's wedding, <laughs> I kind of binged and had lots of wine and it was, and my body was not reacting well. And then I started researching more on mast cell diets in general. And it turns out that, I don't know, I've, I've looked in a few different places, but they don't work for like 80% of people anyway. And uh, everyone's sensitivities change all the time anyway. So, mm -hmm. And it goes to show you that everyone's <laughs> body is so different. So if someone has one type of chronic illness, they try a diet or whatever, and it works for them, then somebody else, it may yeah. do something completely different. So. Honestly, the carnivore diet too. While yes, Monica, I'm on board with you. I'm like, that just sounds wrong. Well, I remember the first time I heard it, which was only two or three months ago, I was like, is this a joke? I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> but that aside, uh, because I have not done deep research into it, I will admit that it apparently has worked for some people. Again, I don't know enough, but it has worked. Maybe it's worked for that doctor well. Uh, and sometimes like really extreme stuff does work for people. It does. I've heard some of the most extreme cases, but publicizing that as a cure-all drives me crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. no, crazy. totally. I have mm -hmm. like a huge, like my first Ooh. red light is always, are you making money off this? If you're making money and your identity is tied into, you discovered this cure, I'm instantly like, I'm going to research you to death because I, I really get scared when someone's like, I have found that this is the cure. And now you can buy my six week course and find out how I cured this disorder that millions of people have that scientists are researching and somehow did not find this thing. And now this thing is out there and these scientists are still not finding it and not researching it. I, I'm very skeptical. That's a like, good additional point is like, if scientists for whatever re reason didn't discover it or like someone found it more anecdotally and then has showed that rep in repetition, but then studies haven't been done on it. Yeah. It's a really big red flag. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a follow the money thing for me always. Like it, anything that gets brought to me, I want to follow the money because I generally at least know what to look at then. So when anyone's like, well, look at this, this person, it's like, oh, okay. This person also has a six week course that costs a thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm really going to like, look at this very skeptically or my personal favorite is CBD cures cancer. Okay. 
will pretty dangerous why how how is this working what what scientific evidence does this have where's the evidence base that it does exactly and then it's Mm. like well well the big pharma doesn't want you to know now do i believe that the united states pharmaceutical industry is corrupt as fuck yes yes i do (laughs) however there are really good pharmacy companies in other countries that are not set by our our ways of doing business and finance so if those companies are not even bothering with studies to look at this or see how they could even like synthesize it. And one of the best cases of that is like um, Charlotte's Web, the um, the CBD that actually works on, on epilepsy that was anecdotally found. And then companies started researching it. And then it's like, oh, okay, okay. So real science is fascinated by this. There's actual evidence on how this works with this disorder. Now we have the science behind it now I can actually start really taking a look at it. But if you're telling me like eating Thumper and Bambi over and over and over again for (laughs) every meal and not getting any of the other nutrients that every, every, every moment of science has told us that we need a balanced diet, every culture that has come up, you know, like that's where I get like really down these no carbohydrate diets. Like you'll lose so much weight. It's like, yes, because you're not eating anything. Like if you look at cultures where people are statistically way thinner, they eat a ton of carbohydrates. Like they do. I like do. science behind this. Like they're, yeah, they're where's the science at? Yeah. There is a lot of science and legitimate science behind, and I'm not conducing everyone do the uh, keto uh, ketosis diet, but in getting your body into ketosis for weight loss. But I digress. I'm just letting you know that there are there is one particular way where. Uh, one does not eat much in the way of carbohydrates. And I say much because you still need vegetables, but much in the way of carbohydrates. So your body goes into ketosis and Mm -hmm. then that's a different way of burning energy. But that's a different topic. I just want to make it known that scientifically that is a thing. Um, So all my point is, is like if you're dealing with a ton of of people trying to throw diets at you, you have options of asking scientific questions. Yeah. You know, if you just can ask baseline science questions. Then mm-hmm. you're not offending them. You're showing an interest. Now, if if you just don't want to deal, you can say that. You can say, thank you for your concern, like Eva said, which is beautiful. Thank you for your concern. I appreciate that. Um, this is not something I want to discuss right now. I, I don't yeah. want to discuss this right now. You don't even have to go into detail why, no. right? No, you're, it's a complete sentence. You're, it's, yeah, no, you're, sh- you're shutting it down. Absolutely. Yeah, it's nope, not doing that this. Is I'm great also really amazed point. at how many people know, like I have eating disorders. Like I had just years and decades of eating disorders and they want to talk to me about diets. And I'm like, really? <laughs> you know my history. You know I was almost hospitalized. You know I was 90 pounds for a while. Like, <sighs> maybe we don't do the like disordered eating thing with me mm-hmm. mm. but i thank you for pointing out that no is a complete sentence as you said i love that you you absolutely don't need to give a reason why people aren't used to it like even if you cancel plans you don't actually no. give a why just like i can't <laughs> Do you want to just like bring up that this is like all easier said than done? Like we're saying things like no complete sentence, cancel plans without guilt. We do understand there's a fallout here. Like it's not a no fallout situation, but you don't have a no fallout situation by dealing with it either. You dealing with this means energy and spoons. You taking that space for yourself sets up the ability and you will deal with the fallout, but it does set up the ability to do it again, easier next time. And I highly recommend reading Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I think that that's the book that should just be mandatory reading for everyone. It was super helpful in like 
you know, you will absolutely have to be brave right now. Like you will absolutely have to deal with absolute crap, but you're already dealing with crap right now anyway. So, so and you're going to, you you're going with? to, I have several clients that come in who are chronically ill and they start talking about, I'm starting to feel guilty that I have to say no. And so that's where the empowerment comes into therapy. It's like, oh my God. But, but yeah. it's empowering that you can put the boundary down and say, no, I'm not coming. And you don't have to go any further to explain. You know? I don't want to be gendered about this, but there is this idea of being the good girl. And mm, like, yeah, absolutely. You, there and, is. and that, that could be being the good boy. But I, I think that anyone who grew up uh, presenting as female knows that being a good girl means that you behave, you cause the least amount of stress and drama, and you are selfless. And this goes non-gendered because anyone who's chronically ill or disabled knows this. Like, it does not matter how you present as feminine or masculine or, or non-binary. If you are already taking up resources because you're sick, you are absolutely falling into that. Like being selfless is the important part and how you earn your bread and butter is either being entertaining or selfless or a combination thereof. And it's so hard to step out of that and decide that you are claiming your space. Eva, you're looking at me like I'm insane. <laughs> no, no, I agree. I think I was like, I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> that's what you have to do. You have to claim your space. And yeah. when you do that, that's it's quite hard. healing. It's very hard. It's, it's been like hard. some of the hardest, most brutal shit I've dealt with in my life is claiming space with my family of like, I know I've already taken up a ton of resource. I know I've, I've stressed all of you out. Like not my, my like immediate family, but my big family. I'm the one who mentally fell apart publicly. Like yeah. I'm the one who like, caused the most amount of drama in my extended family of like any of <laughs> I did it faster and earlier so it's already this like I'm already the troublemaker so yeah. how much more trouble am I going to make and it's like yeah I'm gonna make a lot more is what that's going to be yeah. and it was a hard choice to make it's it's not but it doesn't mean that I'm not compassionate it doesn't mean that I don't love them it doesn't mean but it does mean that I will absolutely put my boundaries down the the, the reason I was um a little silent there is because that resonates with me so hardcore. <laughs> Seriously, read that book. Oh my God, Eva, read that book and call me because I need you to like read that book. And then we need to have like a little talk about it because that book changed. I, I gifted that book to my mother who's in her seventies and our relationship has gotten just acres better. Like she went and bought herself an oboe. She started to like, she does not growl at my children anymore because she's like, not my problem. I just get to be around them. I'm not responsible anymore for any of this. I just get to be here. And it, it, she's now like not in this martyr syndrome. She's just like, I just get to enjoy stuff. And now she's so fun. She's not angry all the time. Like, and she's like, you know, she's, she and my dad are getting along better. Not that they were getting on badly before, but now like, she's like, no, 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 my, my needs, my, I'm important. Like I get to, you know, and he was like, yes, great. Excellent. Glad it's, it's like this life-changing book. I've gifted it to everyone I know. Like I just should buy like just stacks of this book just so I can like hand it out. Well, it's and I mean, it's life-changing when you're able to recognize that when you're finally able to say, no, it's about me and my needs. Well, it's and not about, also you know, she's not, yeah. she's not doing like the, like, it's going to be, you just have to do it. And it'll make mm. your life better. It's like, no, there's an understanding. There's a fallout. Like yeah. it's gonna suck and it's gonna be hard, but it's already hard and it already sucks. Might as well do it in a, in a more proactive direction. 
Well, and her other point was, is that you never liberate just one person. Whenever you do self-liberation, you now have liberated everyone around you, whether they want to or not. It has led to some desperately uncomfortable conversations with people in my family, people I love as I've started to really work on this. And they're asking these questions and they're getting mad at me because they're asking these questions. And it's gotten, um, it's gotten very intense. And I just have had to like go, okay, this is your process right now. You're just going to have to do it. And I'm here to like, I'll chat with you about it. But if you're mad, you can be mad. Like, that's cool. I'm okay. And that's been hard because I'm a people pleaser. Like I am so- It's very difficult if you're a people pleaser and having to go, you're going to be okay. You'll be fine. Where, you know, it's so hard because in the past it's no, what, what do you want? I'll help you. What, let me, let me talk to you more about this. And so being able to set that boundary is great. And not just, you'll be okay. I'll make it okay. That's where I'm always at. Mm. I will make it okay for you. Mm -hmm. And that's where I've screwed up my parenting. That's where I've screwed up my relationships has always been, I will make it okay for you. And like stepping back and going, you're going to be okay. And I'll, I'll be here. That's powerful. (laughs) That's powerful when you can do that. You know what? You're going to be okay. And, And guess what? Let me know how you're doing. (laughs) <laughs> meet you on the other side. <laughs> meet you. <laughs> how you're doing? We'll talk later. You go ahead. You 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 go ahead and you sit with your feelings and you do what you have to do. And guess what? I'll be right here when you're ready to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that's um. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you just encapsulate most of the book right there. Just add in like um, marrying a amazingly fantastic Olympian, and you're all set. <laughs> Oh, all right then. Mm. No, it's it's a fantastic book. But it was like all about like this idea of things were supposed to be brighter and better. And that we got sold this idea of, yeah, it's going to be beautiful and amazing. And that's why you want to like build this little cage for yourself. And then you get in the cage and you're like, wait a minute, it was supposed to be better. And like, oh, no, 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 it wasn't. You just misunderstood. Like it's this weird gaslighting. Right. And like, it's okay to want more or want something better or more beautiful. And like, that's okay to go after that too. And yeah, it's it's been fascinating, especially talking to my nieces and my daughter and um, mm. and my son about what they're wanting out of their lives. And that's part of the fun thing about like, you know, these family Zoom gatherings and family gatherings is getting to talk to other generations about what did you want or what do you want? Like, what's next for you? Like, that's, it's been kind of a fun, like conversation to have with everyone. What's been interesting too, is that I've noticed since COVID families are doing those more. They're having these Zoom meetings more. They're checking in more. It's it's been very interesting. But prior to COVID, it you know as a therapist, Facebook. Facebook, yeah, it was like just social media. But now the pandemic being here, people have gotten online more with each other. They've done more Zoom check-ins. There's been Zoom dating, which is oh, I didn't know about that. That's fun. Oh yeah, people oh, yeah, like definitely. you know definitely Zoom dating going on. But yeah, it, oh. isn't it interesting with families? It's like the COVID didn't really change anything. Well, I guess it, at this point, it's been like nine months. So maybe it did at some point change how often you see them. But generally speaking, it's like you don't see those people more than once or twice a year anyway. But now we're all into this Zoom culture and seeing each other. So it's like, oh, well, why don't we see each other more often? Though nothing has changed about your relationship. Mm-hmm. And how often yeah, I learned that one. I had to like actually call mental health on some of that. Be like, like we, there were we too many, do... too many Zoom family gatherings. It was, it was like, okay, I, I love you guys, and I can do forty-five minutes twice a year. <laughs> <laughs> twice I'm a year. setting the boundary on that one. I did. 
it was important it was actually starting to like and it's not them it was more of like there's family secrets and there's family issues and oh you gosh can hide a lot there's, of family secrets and issues right. in 45 yeah. minutes twice a year and there's only so much you can take with it it's a lot and talking but about it, yeah. your spoons and your energy <laughs> where what do you want to put that energy <laughs> i have no filter from brain to mouth after 45 minutes there's none it's not there and so it's like what did i tell who who knows what who doesn't know what i i can't like y'all want to keep your secrets you need to not tell me Learn something about Monica today. I know. Oh, no. yeah, just... Don't tell me a secret. It's not a good idea. <laughs> I, I can't remember who I told. That's like my husband was like, I never have to worry. You wouldn't, if you did anything you were not proud of, I would hear about it in five seconds. Like, <laughs> and he's right. I, I can't do secrets. I don't have the emotional range for it. It's, <laughs> or the attention span. I have no, that's the ADHD issue. No secrets. Cause who the hell has the energy to remember who told what? Or don't tell anyone, but that works. <laughs> yeah. No, no, because I can't remember. Like, was I supposed to not say that thing, or did I say not that? It's okay, thing? it is not a skill that you need to perfect. It's yeah, because you're I'm just like it. I. I can't do it. So guess what? Don't tell me. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Can I tell you a secret? Well, do you want everyone to know? That's a quick way to do it. Sure, tell me a secret. <laughs> I love that response back. Do you want everyone to know? Then don't tell me. So I may just do it. <laughs> I'm great at getting news out. <laughs> so going, to, um, building on setting boundaries and zooming and all that stuff. What is, I'm going to frame it as what is like a gift to yourself this holiday season that you, uh, can give, uh, in terms of doing things differently as maybe you would have wanted them other years, but now you kind of have like an excuse or an opportunity to reshape how you want to do the holidays. Ooh, good question. That is a great question. Oh, well, <laughs> well, go ahead and answer it. Yeah, I, I hate when I post questions. It's like, I don't know my answer yet. But, let's, let's, let's <laughs> but it's a great question. <laughs> yeah, let's think, out loud. let's think out loud. Okay, now I, I am actually very close to my family and I do look forward to the holidays. But uh, there is a lot of, well, this is such a small thing, but gift wrapping, which I'm terrible at. <laughs> so that's a very small thing, but hey, it's something I'm bad at and I don't like doing. And now I'm either sending them more virtual gifts or having something sent that is not gift wrapped. And so I can have that done for me. So that's one little perk that just came in my mind. Uh, so you're an environmentalist. That's what I've said for the last 10 years. I'm an environmentalist. I refuse to gift wrap. <laughs> that, that also works. That's great. That's great. That's, that's will not. I will not gift wrap. Yeah. I absolutely, I never have. I will not do it for anyone. Probably also less, I'm thinking about some negative things that I do during the holidays. I frankly do overindulge in food. Like I, this is something I do with parties in general. And my husband, and I unfortunately have this in common. We're like free food or buffet or like wherever there's just food is a big part of the festivity. We both go way overboard. And I mean, like, like as if the equivalent of binge drinking and having a hangover the next day. It's just something that we do and it's really not good. I, I would say that's really taking the holidays too far. And I am going to see my parents for Thanksgiving, like just the four of us, um, which will be nice and probably same for like Christmas Hanukkah time, but it'll be nice that I feel I'll have more of a uh, normalcy. I always say that wrong words. Is it normalcy or normalcy? normalcy like a normalcy, normalcy of things. Yeah. There'll yeah. be some normalcy around the dining table, right? Like it won't be just overbearing am amounts of food and opportunities for food. 
and so I'll feel like I can enjoy the celebration without going crazy. It'll just be a reminder for years going forward that it's you don't need to enjoy via food exclusively. Mm. <laughs> I think um, for me, it's maybe doing something more of, you know, I've always come down here for Thanksgiving and Christmas. So, you know, we've never decorated our apartment. And I feel like since we've just moved into a bigger place that we really love, I really want to like get more festive. Ooh. I've never done that. So I want to get a Christmas tree. I found the corner that I want to put it in. I want to get like a, I don't know, like a glitter pumpkin and put it on my counter. <laughs> glitter pumpkin. Glitter pumpkins. I want like, I don't know. I just want to get more festive in, in our home environment. Even though we're coming back down here for Christmas, I just feel like I want to get more creative um, and enjoy it and do more of that. Yeah. yeah, actually, I just want to build on that quickly. I And I'm glad you gave me that inspiration because I've always wanted to do uh, host Thanksgiving or a big festive meal like that. But uh, since I've never done it, the idea of doing it for like 12 plus people is very overwhelming. So that's something I can do this year is practice for just my parents or just me and my husband even. Um, baby steps. And the other thing that's really hard on folks this year too, is that they're, you know, I'm always used, it's, we're always used to just being, you know, me, my husband, my stepmom and my dad for Thanksgiving, but there's a lot of people out there that do like 20 people Thanksgivings, 21, 25, 30. And because of COVID, they're not able to do that. It's very sad for them. There are some families that are really that large and they love that. To me, that's very overwhelming. And I would probably have a panic attack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Monica's face but you know but for some people it's been and I've been the, they've been talking about that in my sessions that they're really having to adjust with just being four people and that's like really hard for some families to share too so yeah you know, to me that sounds more intimate but for some folks they really love having the large gatherings and because of COVID they're not doing it so I'm Jewish my whole family is Jewish but my half of my family is also British and in England, Mine too. Woo! I didn't know that about you. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, so, uh, so the Brits, even the Jewish Brits, see Christmas as essentially Thanksgiving. Like it's a national holiday. It's not even uh, necessarily a religious one. So there are a bunch of the British Jews now live in New York, and we have for the past, I think, almost ten years now, we've been doing Jumas, which is. <laughs> And like, seriously, 20 of us get together for a huge Christmas dinner, like on the 25th of December. And it just happens to be all Jews related to England in some capacity. Um, and it's not happening this year. And what's really upsetting is it was supposed to be hosted this year by someone who died from COVID. Like it was their turn to host. And I, we haven't come up with any official family plans yet on like a Zoom call or, or what we're going to do, but I've been thinking about that a lot this week since Thanksgiving's coming up and that's, that's going to suck. It's, it's going to suck not being together because we were all hoping since she died in the first week of April that by Christmas time, we would all be together and get to celebrate her life properly because no one could even go to the funeral. It was terrible. So that's sorry to like bring a negative note but yeah yeah but it's hard it's sad and that's what's coming up in a lot of the therapy are people really having to adjust things and experiencing that loss and it's like almost a sense of like grief for folks that they can't do that yeah 
-hmm. yeah literal loss or not loss it's 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 a it's a thing people look forward to or I think in some capacity most people look forward to something about the holidays maybe it's like time off or some good food or some family members but I don't know Monica's giving me that face like they're no just hate all the holidays (laughs) there's nothing there's nothing that you like about it I love Halloween (laughs) okay that's a great one favorite holiday it's the only holiday I love um now I think what you said was really important because we're at 260,000 dead here in the United States and it's probably gonna get to 300,000 before Christmas and before Hanukkah and um I think what you said is important because there's a lot of people who are not going to be at these festivities this year and there's hopefully not gonna be the festivities please don't like, I, I don't, don't do how, it don't don't I don't, don't, don't how to yeah, make that yeah, clearer yeah. like these are super spreader events this is not okay please don't and if you really feel the need to wear a mask indoors and you know like don't do it yeah. or you know, like what we do with our families we have our our parents and our um all nearby and we're lucky enough to live in california and we wear masks we sit like 10 to 20 feet apart in an outdoor area and we do that like once a month so that you know we we hold the kids out like here look these are the grandkids say hi um and that's how we stayed in touch and close and then zoom for everything else mm-hmm. um but you like seriously people yeah. it's, and none of this is worth having someone you love get sick like i don't know if you guys watched um maddow but she fucking made me sob like when she was talking about her wife or her partner who got COVID and got really sick and almost died and she's like this isn't like something where you get to like go I think I could do it I think you know everyone you know being sad about me being sick you know I I can handle that I could I could get through it or I won't get through it you know I'm good with me she's like don't think like that think about the person you love more than anything in the world could you handle them getting that sick yeah can you handle them dying because that's what you're dealing with and you don't even get to be by their side. She couldn't even like hold her partner's hand. Like this is someone who's dying in her house and she couldn't even like go into like and hold her. Like this is not, I, I, you thought you brought it down, I'm gonna bring it way down. You cannot think about what that would feel like for the person that you are the most scared for, most protected of, that they get that sick. And then think about, is it really worth not just deciding that Thanksgiving or Christmas is just another day or Hanukkah is just another day and we can zoom, we can talk, we can send gifts to each other. But, you know, also think about that because that makes a lot of poor people have to go into, you know, jobs that they might not want to have to be in. Mm-hmm. With, by the way, I just did an interview with one of our friends who's been a, a constant like guest. One of her, like her spouse ended up with COVID and he called in, he's like, I'm COVID positive. And his work was like, great, we'll see you next week. And he was like, uh, you know, I'm positive. I can't come in next week. That's still within the range of infection. They called OSHA. Federal standards are one week. That's it. Or you lose your job. So think about that when you're deciding to go to a restaurant or if you're deciding to have a delivery of food, that person could be COVID positive and was forced back to work. Otherwise, they didn't, they, they can't have health insurance. They don't get to pay for their rent. Like this is this is what you have to deal with and think about as you're you know, as you're accepting deliveries, as you're going to restaurants, even sitting outside, that person could be positive and told by their work they had to come back in. So these are all- That's a really good point. That's a really good point to take into consideration. You have to think about all of that. 
because it's just it only takes that one time you know yeah yeah that's and fair. you might not get sick but the person you care the most about might and you're going to have to like maybe say goodbye on zoom that's not the zoom call you want this holiday so that's me bringing this way the fuck down that's my, <laughs> that is my <laughs> please you know care about the people around you more please do like, it enough no and, absolutely and, it's so important no and like you know your family had to deal with this eva that's heartbreaking like yeah and there's a lot of people who have to work right now how many 260 me and 260 other people thousand oh we're doing we're doing trump math okay we're gonna do trump math (laughs) yeah well i was thinking about that a lot um in the idea of visiting my parents so we decided to get like a lot of people are getting tested right but testing we don't even know so we got tested and then have quarantined ourselves subsequently because we can like test could be wrong or something or maybe like we got it somehow after or like it presented after the test it's not not sure so like we're we live five hours from oh my family. god yeah we're just do not rely office. on testing everyone please don't rely on the testing it's yeah, it's a we, good it's yeah 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 it's good to do it but you don't you don't want to rely on that I mean because we isolated well we have been isolated ever since really when this started and so have my parents and we were like okay we're going to do this. And, but we did have to have a talk and said, this is the risk. I mean, you know, and we did it because it's been 11 months and we really had to go back and forth for a while on it. And we decided that we were just going to, we were going to come plus since the dog dying. So it's like, let's just go. We need to, we need to go. And yeah, I mean, I'm not judging anyone. I'm just saying like, and I won't say what the percentage is that I've heard because I don't have anything substantiated on that except yeah, for like, I right. know people who work in these industries. So I'm not gonna say the percentage, but there is enough of a percentage that people know that there's a percentage of false negative mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because you have to like have enough of the virus in your system for it to sloth off. And then it depends on when you were infected, whether your body's producing that or not. So you can't rely on that. I mean, just, you yeah. know, Definitely, if you have to isolate as much, but then you also have to hope for the common sense of the other people mm-hmm. that are involved. So if it's your parents and just your parents, you could probably be pretty like, okay, I know my parents, I know what they're doing. But once you're into like, we're only going to have like five families here. Yeah, you don't know yeah, about that five right. families. Yeah, where have they you been? Don't know about, like, and then yeah. their kids, I've been hearing so many t- uh, stories from like teenagers. They're like, oh yeah, I sneak out holy shit oh well then God. the parents don't know what's going on and then you know like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know Not that's to hear that actually yeah <laughs> and you know there's like i was just reading a story in the new yorker about these like teenagers who are like oh yeah we sneak out at night and get on our skateboards and try to find parties and like our parents don't know oh, and it's wow. like, oh my god yeah. so then those parents think we're locked down our kids are locked down so they feel comfortable doing things like, okay, well, this one other family that we know that they're locked down, their kids are locked down, we can still like get together. But then no, they weren't. And they had no idea. Good. So it's like not educating those kids on what's actually happening right now. I mean, I can't blame. I don't The know most terrifying thing was, is this interview where the kids are like, we know, and we know what risk we're putting our parents at. And we feel horrible about it. We just can't stop. Like, and it's like, oh my it's God, like. <laughs> It's honest. They're honest, right? But it's, it's terrifying. Yeah, even I'm are like, intense, man. <laughs> but you know, even I've done things that I'm like, afterwards going, that was stupid. What was I thinking? You know, I, if someone else told me they did that, I'd be like, oh, maybe you don't do that again. And I just did it. Why did I feel like I was justified in doing that? That's not right. I mean, and 
I'd be really hypocritical if I said I didn't do stupid shit as a teenager. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was just Same like, here. Oh my God. We're keeping my teenage years off the table right now. I'm just saying like right now during the pandemic, I've done things during the pandemic that later I was like, oh, why did I feel like I should do that? That doesn't feel justified. Like, how did I justify I could do that if someone else told me that? And I'd be like, oh, maybe no. Like, yeah. there's this weird space. And I think a lot of it is there's so much um, that changes. And like, even here in California, we have different rules for different counties. So it's really hard to keep up. We don't have like a, don't do this. Curfews here, wear your mask or else do this. Do And I wear masks, by the way, all the time. I, I have like, hand sanitizer with me everywhere and my whole family masks were very serious about this but then it's like oh we ordered a pizza well now knowing what I know about this and like maybe we shouldn't have done that or we got together with this family because we were told they were isolating and then we find out that the teenager has a boyfriend but mm. they're isolating but oh that really opened us up did we did we really think this through and like it, it's just because we we have like no real guidance of like definite yeah. rules do not and it's it's just getting really crunchy, especially as time's going on. It's dicey, and and you know, and and the thing that happens is we don't think about those things so after it's like, oh wait, we did order that. Should we have not have done that? Oh, I forgot no. to wash my hands. I didn't wash my hands after I took the trash out. Oh shit, you know, like <laughs> and I little have a, things. I have a police yeah. officer here in my house. I have a thirteen-year-old police officer who is like, you better you know, do everything. And it's like, but. And here's the chronic illness side to this, by the way, for everyone who has not thought this through. I already have to remember which meds I took, when I took them, did I eat for those meds? Um, did I brace up properly? Oh shit, I just dislocated everything. I better go get my my wheelchair. Like I already have like a billion checklists just for healthy days. Like to remember all these other things, it's making me lose my mind. Like it's just a lot. And I know Eva, you're making the wrap up symbol. <laughs> But this is great, though. I think these are great tips. I like that we covered boundaries, saying no and no being a sentence. I love that. I think that's critical during this time of year for folks to know that. Um, and that it's not you, a no fallout situation. Right. And if you've got and if you've got low low spoons one day and you can't do it, that's your no. That's your no. Yeah. It's like where do you put your energy this holiday season? Where does it need to go? Um, and that's something very important to think about. So. And also reframing reframing how you can use this time to your advantage and as a positive that it's different than it is other years. Yeah, what are you gonna do different this year? Is there something that you haven't tried that you want to, even though since we may be limited to see family, so decorating your house differently, doing something, a, a new fun game. Games are great this time of year, you Which know? Which games, Dr. Lee? Well, I have a, a game in my parents' house. <laughs> So my parents are like, we have a bunch of stuff that we want to go through with you, like old pictures, and you have your Sex in the City game here. <laughs> it was going so wholesome. It was so close. Yeah. So this year, I actually just, because I hate, I hate the holidays, like viscerally with a passion. I cannot stand I'm getting that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get it. You said, you did say Halloween. You did say Halloween. Halloween. love Halloween. Um, I do not like the winter holidays at all it really bothered me so this year I decided to just embrace my Grinch 
And um, because my family loves decorating and I don't, I decided to decorate my way. So I invented these little like, um, I don't know if you saw them, but I made like little wood Christmas ornaments um, with like a raven that said Nevermore 2020. And I have like a Cthulhu with like a a Santa hat. And um, someone asked me to do Star Wars inspired. So I I saw the Star Wars. Yeah, Yeah, I have like a little like um, Stormtrooper mask that said, uh, we won't miss 2020. And I loved your cute little star. Thank you. Yeah, so I decided to decorate my way with my personality of, um, you know, gothy, geeky, (laughs) witchy, screw this. I am not in for this. (laughs) I just had to be honest about it all. Yeah. You know, like I never am honest about how I feel. This is the snarkiest of years, so those will go over well. I mean, we'll see how much my snark will be appreciated next year, but at least this year, it's it's appreciated. This year, totally. No, absolutely. Yeah, this year, yeah, snarky for sure. Now, now actually, I have an idea for some gifts for some of my friends. I know some people that will really, if you are, if you are, in fact. I am, uh, yeah, we we kind of started the business, but that was my other self-care thing was going, um, this is not working for me right now. Um, so I just very lightly opened the Etsy shop for, I made this little like really cute moon uh, plant propagation station. It's like this little half moon with like, it's cute. I made it. And so I, I started with that and then I'll put some of the little ornaments up. But I also decided like, I don't have to kill it at everything. Like I need you to stop those. You, you don't. You just, <sighs> yeah, you starting things for distraction is not really helping my health. I mean, we're all really glad that you started this as a distraction when <laughs> Puppy! Which puppy? Which puppy? Oh my goodness! Oh, 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 so cute! She's oh a part cavalier and a havanese, and she's barking at the neighbor. I her so bad. Ula, be oh. quiet. Oh, she's so cute. <gasps> she's barking, yeah. And I'm not then, a dog I'm, person at all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I got that from you, so. <laughs> all right, guys, do you have- All right, guys. Guys, good seeing everyone. We'll do soon. As always. Something new, something fun. Happy. Bye, everyone. Take care. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening to another roundtable episode of Invisible Not Broken, part of the Invisible Not Broken podcast network. If you haven't already, please take the next 30 seconds to do these three things. Subscribe to all of our shows, leave feedback with a review, and share this episode with a loved one. Don't forget to check out our official Invisible Not Broken Network Facebook group. Please join us in our community conversations where you can ask questions, connect with fellow Invisible Illness peers, and make suggestions for the podcast. That's all for today. Take care and remember to be kind, be gentle, And in whatever way you can, be a badass.